price is always the biggest barrier. Again, I can bring it back to my Sarek days at $120,000. Price is always going to play a factor in any decision anybody makes, whether it's buying a car, buying a house, buying anything. Uh, I choke at spending $3 more for, for avocado at Chipotle. So mm. price is an important factor for most people. But once you break that price barrier down, I feel it becomes about a, a mental state of, can I do this? Is it easy to use? And then it comes to, will I be supported? So not just for the sale, but after the sale and beyond the sale. This is the Dental Marketer Podcast, where we teach you how to effectively market your dental practice. My name is Michael Arias, and my mission is to help you, the practice owner, to grow your practice, attract new patients immediately, and be seen as the go-to dental office in your community. Have you ever felt the weight of the digital age pressing down on you, urging you to upgrade? But then there's the fear of costs, possibly team resistance. Maybe they're not catching on as quick, your team, or they're, let's go back to the old ways. And then there's the tech mishaps, going back and forth, the technology, the miscommunication with the technology provider, the mishaps. All this has probably held you back a bit. But now what if there's a roadmap to navigate this digital maze and a guide who's been through it all? Well, today, Damian Bonner from Cataray, a titan in dental technology, pulls back the curtain on the truths and the traps of office digital transformation. So tune in, because what you'll hear might just be the game changer you've been waiting for. So all that with Damian Bonner on The Dental Marketer. Also, quick warning. At the end of this episode, I'm going to answer this question. And now, this is if you've ever dreamt of a dental chair that's more than just a seat. A chair that has to have that cutting edge biosecurity. It has to have unmatched energy efficiency. And of course, a design that's nothing short of a masterpiece. If you ever ask yourself, can I have this chair? Well, embrace yourself because at the end of this episode, you'll see how this dream or this want can be a reality and how you can have free installation too. But for now, let's get into this episode. Damien, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. If you don't mind me asking, where are you located right now? Well, actually, right this second, I'm in New York. I'm a longtime native of New York, but moved to Florida market about 18 months ago. Just up here visiting some family this week. Oh, okay. Moved to Florida just for funsies or like it was... I don't know if I want to get into all that. Too much politics, too much taxes, too much things in New York that uh, mm. after 43 years of living here, I've, I had enough and uh, took the family and moved to what we thought was going to be greener pastures. And so far has been everything we thought it would be, especially with the uh, no state income tax on my yeah. uh, salary. So very important for us. Nice, man. Awesome. So then Damien, talk to us a little bit about your area of expertise. What specifically do you do? So I, I'm a believer in, in your why. And what your why is not so much what I do, it's why I do what I do. So my goal is to help every dentist become digital so that they can offer a higher level of patient care and patient satisfaction for their patients. So what does that mean that I actually do? I sell digital technology in the dental space. I've been doing so since 2008. What type of digital technology do you sell? In 2008, I started with Patterson Dental as a CEREC specialist. So in-office manufacturing, CAD CAM systems, digital technology back in the day. Sarek was one of the only players, if not the only player in the marketplace when I first started. Today, that's obviously grown to many other technologies that offer digital scanning, intraorally, 3D comb beam technology, practice management software, 
CAD software in office manufacturing. And now the big thing is that 3D printing. I went from being a specific search specialist to now selling all the products I just mentioned. Yeah. Man, that's really good. So then how'd you get into this? By accident. I was in the mortgage industry back in the early 2000s. So if you've ever seen the movie, The Big, uh, now I can't remember the name what the movie was, but it was a movie about the mortgage industry and subprime lending. I was right in the middle of that. Noticed things pretty early on that I was making way too much money for doing way too little work and something wasn't right. And lo and behold, the market crashed and I went from a, a decent salary and commission to making $25,000 a year. And I didn't want to go back to that part of my life where it was very based on the market. I wanted to do something that I felt was going to change people's lives for the better. And I think everybody needs dentistry uh, in their lives, or they should. And I had a friend who worked for Align Technology and said, hey, there's this product called Ceric and uh, there's an opening. I think you should apply for it. So sort of how I got into it. I had no idea what I was doing or how I got into it, but haven't looked back one day. Man. So rewind a little bit. Talk to me about how you felt when you were at that 25K, oh man, stuff is racking up as far as like bills and stuff like that. Yeah. It's very uh, demoralizing, hard on relationships, having to borrow money from my then girlfriend, now wife to make ends meet, but she stuck with me through everything. Realizing that when you're at the highs, there's absolute highs and then there's the absolute lows. And I was definitely in a low. And while starting in dentistry at $25,000 a year and slowly building my gradual climb to a normal lifestyle was a slow and steady pace. But again, I haven't looked back since. My mentor once told me that you can be up here and down here and up down here and, and never have a steady aspect of life, but you can maintain the course and just gradually increase what you do. And that's where I'm, you know, I'm at today. And that's how I try to live life is not go for the gusto and take life gradually and build upon that every day. I like that, man. That's really, really good. Really smart. So then the selling part of the digital technology, do you feel like now there's less selling to do and more people are reaching out and like, hey, we need this, but there's more options? Or do you feel like now we still got to like teach and show them like you need technology. Well, there's a lot of different technologies out there and they're all great. There's probably 30 different intraoral scanners, which needs to be the hot topic for most offices getting into digital technologies where they start that aspect. If you look at a practice in general, it digital starts with the practice management. So you have your practice management, which is full digital, at least hopefully at least 95% or so have digital and they're not paper files anymore. And then it goes digital x-ray. It's no more film turning that corner from there. Intraoral scanning seems to be the next logical step where panoramic x-ray, 3D comb beam, something of that nature. And then comes in office manufacturing. So we used to call it when I was at Patterson Dental, the digital waterfall of mm -hmm. where you have your 90% market share of doctors who are doing practice management digitally. Then you have the next level, which was falling over from there. It would be your digital x-ray. And now that market is complete. So now we're back up here. And now we're still at that intraoral scanner market, which is probably... In my estimation, 45 to 50% penetration in the marketplace. So there's still a lot of dentists who don't have digital technology in their office in some format. We're starting to see that it's going to start shooting a lot higher, a lot more people adding the technology to their practice quicker, but adding the right technology is the important aspect. And that's sort of where I come in. Again, when I worked for Patterson, I was selling one product. We were selling Ceric and it was pretty much the only product available at the time. And it was $120,000 for a full system setup. Not something a lot of people wanted to partake in or invest in. As time has gone on, there's been intraoral scanners and some people who don't want to do in-office manufacturing, so they send the files off to a laboratory digitally. The market was dictating that people didn't want to pay extra fees or high prices for these items. 
And so we at Cadre discovered Medit early on. Medit is an intraoral scanner that has no fees involved with it. Price point when we first started selling was at $18,000. So a price point that was unmatched in the industry for the most part without additional fees. That sort of broke down that barrier for a lot of people to start looking seriously at digital technology. And today we're the number one dealer of Medit in the world. We also have Trios, we have Shining 3D. I mean, it's not just all our eggs in the basket of Medit, but the idea was that we could overcome the obstacle, the barrier of many offices, which is cost with the product, as long as the product works. And more importantly, we were able to support the product. People would adopt to it pretty quickly. And so Medit had grown to a point where they have a new system out. The i700 came out a couple of years ago at an even better price point and even easier to use. And I think that sort of put the industry on notice to relook at their pricing and their fee structures. So a lot of the companies like Three Shape Trios uh, lowered their price, would cost you $41,000 only a year and a half ago, now cost you $21,900 with no additional fees. If Medit has done anything for the industry, it's break down that barrier and also force other companies to look inward and redesign what they're doing. And so I know it's a roundabout answer there, but to answer your question, there's still a lot of selling to do to doctors to make sure they make the right choice. I think they all know they need digital technology in their office at this point. I think that they're all going to adopt to it, but making sure they adopt to the right one is where our job comes in. That's interesting. So then if we rewind a little bit, you said Meta broke down big barriers, right? Big barriers and people were able to adopt it better. To you, what would be the biggest barrier then? Would it be the price point? Price is always the biggest barrier. Again, I can bring it back to my Sarek days at $120,000. Price is always going to play a factor in any decision anybody makes, whether it's buying a car, buying a house, buying anything. Uh, I choke at spending $3 more for, for avocado at Chipotle. So mm. price is an important factor for most people. But once you break that price barrier down, I feel it becomes about a, a mental state of, can I do this? Is it easy to use? And then it comes to, will I be supported? So not just for the sale, but after the sale and beyond the sale. And that's where we at Cadre sort of take over. To give you a little background on Cadre, if I can for a second, yeah. we're a distribution company now since 2018. Again, Medit was our first product, but prior to that, Cadre was started by our CEO and clinical advisor, Dr. Armin Mazarin from Los Angeles. He's a, one of the founders of uh, SarekDoctors.com, which is now part of Spear Education. When he sold his aspect of that SarekDoctors.com, he still wanted to maintain educating doctors and bring in technology to these doctors to show them what helps him in his practice and educate others, spread his love for technology, his geekiness for the digital technology aspect. But one thing he always maintained was Cadre. Cadre was a digital implant planning company. So back when comb beams were $200,000 and more, he had the idea to start these scan centers where doctors would be in a metropolis area like Chicago or LA, and they can send their patients in to get scanned. He would then take the file plan the implant and send a surgical stent so that they can do digital implant planning without having to invest in a comb beam technology. Obviously, prices on comb beam have come down now. You can get into a comb beam for as low as $40,000 and do the planning yourself. So this scan aspect went away, but the digital planning was still a big part of the business. But education was always his biggest thing. And trying to find a product that made sense to expand and educate doctors on was something that he was continuing to look for. So my former colleagues, Rich and John, both worked with me at Patterson as sewage specialists, joined forces with Armin and created Cadre Distribution with the idea that we know what it takes to support a doctor. Again, 
education from Armin on the clinical side of CEREC dentistry has always been his background. Rich, John, myself as CEREC specialist for Patterson Dental for over 12 years, we know what it takes to support a doctor to make them successful. And we sort of felt that was where other companies fail. Anybody can sell the product, but supporting the product is the most important aspect. So when we started this venture, it was about the customer first, not about us, not about the product. In many ways, I feel like we're a education and support company first and a sales company second. And doctors notice that. And we are a very, very organic company in that we do no outbound marketing at all. Everything we've grown to become has been through social media and through referrals from doctors. And you don't get referrals unless you do something really good. And our support with Medit has allowed us to grow to where we are today to bring in other products and support our doctors. So if you were to Google Cadre, we have hundreds of five-star reviews. Some people talk about the products we sell, but every single person talks about the service, support, and education they receive from us. And that's our calling card. So support is by far the most important aspect of what we do on a daily basis. Nice. Okay. So then some of the biggest barriers we talked about was like money, but then at the same time, I guess a great point is the support. That's how referrals happen, right? Like you said, oh my God, they're fantastic. Not so much like, oh yeah, they're cheap, but they suck, right? It's more like the referrals, their support is really, really, really great. So then you mentioned something about you guys know what it takes to make a doctor successful. What does it take to support a doctor to be successful? Knowledge, obviously, right? So from a technical standpoint, to be able to make sure their technology is working. So if they have an issue, they have one phone number to call. More importantly, they get a live human every single time. There's mm -hmm. no numbers to press. Hey, enter your phone number. Let me put you on hold. When you call our number, you're going to get a live human anytime between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. East Coast time, Monday through Friday. From there, that's the technical aspect. More importantly is the clinical aspect. We were virtual before virtual was cool during COVID. So we started basically very slow as a virtual company. We're the beginning, we were two sales reps and a CEO that was educating people. And we were able to reach anywhere in the country through Zoom like we're doing right now. So the idea of selling technology over Zoom instead of a, a knee to knee aspect or a clinical demo in an office was something sort of new at the time. Obviously it's changed now where it's a very um, status quo for most companies. It was new at the time. So being able to utilize the tools like Zoom and TeamViewer to support the doctors was very important. So one, Zoom to educate them and train them. And then two, the team viewer aspect. So we have all sat chairside digitally in a dental office. Even our support team now, as we've grown, we've brought them in. They have all been dental assistants who have sat chairside. So we speak the lingo, we know the procedures. So at any time the doctor's doing, let's say the first implant scan and they need help, we're not just gonna offer them technical help. We're going to log in with them and sit virtually chair side with them and support them through that case. Hey, this is where you need to go next. Okay. You need a better scan of that area and make them feel comfortable in doing those cases. And we can do that anywhere in the world at any time between the hours of eight and eight, of course. But that's the important factor is yes, companies can offer technical support, but where they fall sometimes is in that clinical aspect. And that's where we take over. Gotcha. So it kind of leads to my next question. What can a practice owner, a dentist, do today, in your opinion, to improve their marketing or their business? I've always been a believer that if you build it, they will come. Digital technology in general has been ingrained in me and I've ingrained it in my doctors. And I've seen practices grow by adding digital technology. That's for just from a, an overhead perspective. Hey, we're going to cut costs here or we're going to uh, be able to mill in office and cut down our procedures but referral, word of mouth from digital technology, the patient base, I believe, is getting younger and smarter. 
They know technology. They want to see technology. For me, growing up, I'm 46. My first dentist, it was a rotary instrument dentist with, you know, big octopus looking thing coming at me. Those things are ingrained in my memory. And my kids today, they go to the dentist with no issues because they like to see the technology and they're not afraid of what's going to happen to them. I fully believe that adding digital technology, no matter how little or how big, is definitely helpful to help build that patient base and garner more attention to your practice. Have you seen any, out of all the practices you work with, any of the practices where they market the technology in like a unique or smart way or, or what do you think? Well, I mean, social media obviously is a big thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially with TikTok videos and Instagram, there's a lot of great information out there now. But back when I first started, there wasn't social media aspect and everyone's doing social media now for the most part. But displaying your technology, being proud of the technology and bringing patients through. You know, one thing that I've learned walking into thousands of dental offices is that not every single dental office is the same. There's offices that have wood paneling on the walls. They're very old. Nothing wrong with them. Not knocking the dentistry that's done in those offices, but are they pleasing to the eye? No. And then I've seen offices that are absolutely gorgeous and have no patients. Where is the difference there? Where does it lie? And I fully always believe it lies in the doctor and the bedside manner of that doctor and their staff, more importantly. But I'll ask, meeting a new friend or whatever, I ask who their dentist is and they tell me and I go, oh, okay, why do you choose them? I know the office and I've seen the office and I've seen the dentistry that comes out of the office sometimes. And I'm like, all right, I probably wouldn't send my friends and family there, but I'm interested to know why you go there. And they say, I've been going there for years or I just, the doctor is so nice and doesn't oversell me on things and it's important to them, but they've also never stepped into another dental office. I'm sure if they walked into a beautiful boutique dental office, they might change their mind of who they see just based on looks. Doesn't necessarily mean they're pumping out great dentistry. But displaying the technology and getting people to know that technology exists through marketing on digital social media, not so much paid ads. Again, personally speaking from my point of view, I think Facebook ads and social media ads are a waste of money. I think there's a lot of clickbait and a lot of farmers out there that just take your money and people that you want to see it really aren't seeing it as you think they are. But just through organic social posts and shares, I always love the viral videos. But to go back to your original question, yeah, just marketing technology, putting it on display. You have a 3D printer, it's really cool technology. Why not put it where patients can see it and see what's happening or a milling unit in the office, putting it somewhere on display behind a glass case so patients can see their tooth being made. They'll take their phone out, they'll go right up to it, they'll take a video, put it on their social media, and then share it to their friends and family. It's a really cool experience when you see that happen. And it happens time and time again when you actually make the patient part of the process. They're always going to pull their phone out and video it. Yeah, I like that. Make the patient part of their process. It's really interesting. Now, these next questions are just to get into the head of someone who isn't totally involved on the clinical side of dentistry, working in their mouth every single day. What would you, Damien, like to see more from a dentist? Not to be afraid of adding technology. Come to courses and learn. I think we fell out of the realm during COVID of people attending trade shows and courses and uh, starting to come back a little bit at the trade shows. We've been lately seeing more people out there, but definitely not where it was six, seven years ago. I think that doctors, there's only so much you can learn online and that you need to get out there and learn things in person, especially with the CE courses. They take their required courses. They take some ancillary courses that they may want to take, but I think anything that you get hands-on with will change how they feel about certain things. So if you're curious about digital technologies, definitely take a hands-on type course so you can involve yourself in the dentistry that you want to do or thinking about doing, not just learning online because it's a big difference when you get to see it, feel it, touch it, than when you are just reading something online or reading a Facebook post as many people do. Yeah. 
You mentioned afraid. Like, have you noticed that like a lot of people are afraid to add technology to their practice? So why? Again, it's, it comes down to their mindset. The barrier of prices, I don't think any longer there because it makes more sense to invest in technology than it is to continue to do the analog processes just from a financial aspect that makes sense. I think from a team perspective is where most people have a hiccup, whether they don't want to make changes in their team or the team is resistant to change. What I found time and time again is if your team is not on board, you're going to fail with the technology. So having the proper mindset going in with your team is of utmost importance, in my opinion. Okay. And then right now, what do you dislike or hate about dentistry? There's nothing I really dislike about dentistry in general, from my perspective, from a patient perspective. I hate dental insurance. I see so many people letting dental insurance dictate their oral care, not doing certain procedures because the dental insurance is not paying for it. It's not health insurance. And while it's nice to have a little discount with your insurance, I would never let that dictate my oral care. If I need something done, I want to get it done. But many patients don't understand that. And I think it's an education aspect for the patient to let them understand what insurance actually is in the dental world and what it covers and what it doesn't cover. But I see it time and time again where patients go to get their teeth pulled versus getting an implant because that's what the insurance is paying for. And they don't realize how important their teeth are. So I think education for the patient is the most important aspect of that. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I agree. And then what needs to change, in your opinion, for people to be more open to dentistry? I think it's starting to change now just because the population is getting younger and more aware. There's a lot more research going on with uh, overall body health leading from the oral cavity. And, you know, there's a lot of airway issues going on and breathing issues that lead to high blood pressure and other health factors. And they're starting to realize that and put a positive spin on dentistry. I think there's a lot of negativity towards dentistry, especially from the patient population when it comes to cost. But I think as the patient population gets younger, we're starting to realize how important things are that go on inside the mouth. And we're starting to see a change there, at least in my opinion. No, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. We're starting to see that pivot right now. Any final pieces of advice or suggestions you'd like to give to our listeners, specifically like startups, people who are practice owners? So for us, especially with startups and younger dentists, we believe, or I believe especially, that we need to meet the doctor where they are today. It's nice to sell about the future, but I don't want to oversell a doctor on an idea or a promise that I can't manufacture for them. What I mean by that is if you're starting practice and you want to add technology, you may think you need a, a milling unit. You may think you need a printer and a scanner all at once. Start with one. The technology is still going to be there when you're ready to buy the rest of it. But especially from the team perspective, change is always good in my opinion, but too much change at once could have a negative impact on the practice. And so if you're getting into digital technology, start with the scanner, start with the comb beam, and then go from there. Once you master those things and realize the investment on those products, then you can add the other products. We're all sales reps at the end of the day at Cadray, but it's not about us. It's about the doctor at the end of the day and what's right for them. So don't overbuy. Buy what you feel comfortable with and get into that mindset of you can always add things on later on. Nice. I like that. Damien, I appreciate your time. And if anyone has further questions or they want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Uh, you can go to cadray.com. You can reach me personally at Damien, D-A-M-I-E-N, at cad-ray.com. And I'm sure you can find me in any social media group involving dental. I'll be uh, commenting typically in any uh, digital technology group. So if you haven't heard of me, stay out of the group so you'll get annoyed by me. <laughs> uh, if they haven't, now they have, man. Now they have heard of you. So <laughs> awesome, Damien. We appreciate your time, man. It's been a pleasure and we'll hear from you soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much for the time. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And Damien, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We really appreciate you. If you want to, you can go in the show notes below and click on any of Damien's links and reach out to him. Let him know, hey, I heard you on the Dental Marketer podcast and uh, had a couple questions about this or that, right? Whatever you heard and definitely pick his brain. And now, remember the dream we were talking about at the beginning of the episode? The absolute want I was talking about earlier with you? The dental chair with the cutting edge biosecurity, unmatched energy efficiency, and a design that's nothing short of a masterpiece? Well, brace yourself. That dream is real, and it's not waiting for anyone. If you purchase an Olsen dental chair, which has all those features I mentioned and more, you'll get free installation with any purchase. And this is a limited time offer. So, are you going to seize the moment? Click the first link in the show notes below to see their masterpieces, their chairs. And if you're attending the 2023 Ohio Dental Association from September 21st through the 23rd, prepare for a spectacle. Olsen will be there. So go say hi, sit on their chairs, test it out and see how Olsen is about to steal the show. So will you be there to witness it? Go in the show notes below, click on the first link in the show notes below and check them out. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I truly appreciate you and I will talk to you in the next episode.